0: Sports and Network, Danny Kayla, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the, to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, we say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. Text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to 21,000 Sports Radio to 21,000. Zero 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 Meyer Supercenter guest line two four eight nine five one twenty one seventy six two four eight nine five one two one seven six on Twitter at XB Mornings Facebook X's and Bros and of course good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming on YouTube at the Michigan Sports Network page you can add a dot com to that to get to our website XB Mornings at Gmail dot com our fan feedback email inbox and you can find us all individually on Twitter Danny Cahalen is a Dan in the studio. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to uh, to both of you. Happy Monday. Uh, how are we today? How was your weekend? How was your night last night? Super Bowl festivities? How's everything going?
1: Good. Uh, so I went to a concert on Saturday. Uh, yeah, and then Super Bowl yesterday. Work, work the Pistons game. And then scoot it on over to a Super Bowl party. How about uh nothing starting after one PM other than the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday?
0: Smart move by everybody. I mean, I don't know why you would uh why you would even, you know, schedule anything that is near the wheelhouse uh of Super Bowl Sunday because you know nobody's gonna watch so it was uh, that's a good move by all all sports teams and all all leagues so yeah, say, just or did, you just have a basketball get out of the
2: way. you just have a basketball game that takes like an hour and 45 minutes just nonstop of non-action no fouls no free throws let's get in and out of this game
0: uh, if you're referring to that rock fight that took place in Columbus my goodness
2: yeah but hey they were they were th- this game started at one. It was done before three o'clock.
0: It was done before our women's game. <laughs> right? I swear to God, we had women's basketball. Uh, Michigan, number twelve in the country, t- hosting Nebraska. The state game ended first. That never happens. They tipped off. They both tipped off at one o'clock. Of course, we had foul fest though.
2: No, this, I mean we had
0: we had fouls on every. I think there was four. Play.
2: There was four total free throws in the Michigan Ohio, Michigan State Ohio State game.
0: That's glorious.
2: So they, they were calling a few fouls, but they were just like Super Bowl Sunday. Let's get in and out of this, folks. It's not a game. Let's move along.
0: Yeah, that was not the attitude of our officiating crew at the women's game. It's still, I mean, it's still right about two hours, right? Um, I, I just can't seem to figure out why we can have 12,000 people at a men's game and get out of the parking lot relatively quickly. Uh, but at a women's game, they don't have any uh, police to mitigate the traffic. So you you just stuck in the parking lot like it just it, it makes no sense to me. It takes longer to get out of the parking lot with three or four thousand people there than it does when there's twelve thousand people there. First world problems, uh, I suppose. But it is a um, you know hey look it, we got home in plenty of time. Got to stop by my parents' house real quick, say hello to them, uh, then scooted my way uh, back to my house and uh, was able to take in the Super Bowl and. Uh, that was, you know, it was a, uh, it was, a, it was a good night. It was a good night. I don't necessarily, and obviously, we're going to talk a ton about that. We had the Pistons yesterday, as Dan said that he worked a, a comeback that fell just a point shy against the Toronto Raptors.
1: Good. Michigan, lose. M- State. L- oh, you're trying to lose. Are you
0: upset that they beat the Spurs? Are you? A, a couple are, of you ago? should be. Yes. Why? chance if you're one through three
1: yeah and if you're like six it's about four percent so no you need to lose
0: yeah um I I, I'm not mad about the Spurs game and I'll tell you why I'm not mad about the fact that they beat the San Antonio Spurs uh it's because Jalen Duran had 30 and 17 That's why six. If if we could have just had Killian Hayes get more shots up, there's no way we win that game. They're tied.
1: They're in the, they're, uh, they're in fourth technically right now. 13.2. Uh, yes. If they drop down two more spots, it gets, goes down to 9%.
0: Yeah. They're going to finish in the bottom three. It's going to happen. Like they're going to end up pulling guys from the lineup. To make sure that they have secured one through three. But, I, you know, you looked at San Antonio game. And, you know, I tweeted out, to, I was like, I can't believe the trade market isn't higher for Killian Hayes. How come no one's calling or whatever? And someone's like, obviously, you haven't watched them play at all this year.
2: Obviously, you, I'm being facetious.
0: Do you not get the sarcasm? Could right. you not see that, friend?
2: It's hard to convey or, tone via
0: text. Yeah. Well, anything, you know, in regards to Killian Hayes, people should know. I mean one of each, one of 14 from the field against the Spurs. All you got to do is play him, you're guaranteed to lose. That's it.
2: Speaking of a uh, basketball, I had my son's basketball game this weekend. Oh yeah, how are the little ones? So, going into it, our head coach sends a text out to the the families just saying like, "Hey, I'm just going to warn you about this team we're facing going into this game. Their their combined score for the first two games has been 80 to 8. So I'm just throwing the warning out there for you of how this oh, wow. game might go. We won 17 to 16.
0: Oh wow. Another oh, rough fight. Yeah. You guys were ready.
2: Well, it came down to the last minute. I swear the opposing team had the ball for pretty much like 59 of the 60 seconds left. Cause there's a lot of fouls, a lot of us hitting the ball out of bounds and finally get the ball out of bounds at mid at a uh, half court. And we inbound it. We get fouled. So there's one second left. So I look at our kid. I go, you look at our basket and you throw that ball down that way. We're up one with one second left. Naturally, he throws it over everyone's head. It goes out of bounds. So, but the the ref was just like, there's one second left. None of you kids are getting a shot up. Just inbound the ball.
0: Wow. That's a a good win. That's a good win for the club right there. That's good for team morale.
1: Yeah, bravo cuz there was like uh I think it made sports center. There was a high school game over the weekend that ended in a 4 to 2 final. That's vars- that, because the it was they you know, they were playing the no shot clock game. Yeah, like four seven quarters. like 7 minute possessions in a basketball game.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate the teams do that. Um they should be fined. <laughs> that's I mean that's what you have to do. If you're not going to play actual basketball, you're not going to make an attempt to do anything. They should fine you. Uh, but, you know, whatever. If that's the way your high school wants to play, it's embarrassing for the coach. It's embarrassing for the game. I, 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 I've i seen that happen a lot, that, that sort of strategy of we're just going to hold the ball, and it's like you're just...
1: It's one thing pa- if you do it in football. You're just football. a pathetic it, specimen. You know, if you can just, you know, run it down your opponent's throat in football and run the clock, that's kind of on you. But, yeah, the whole running just running the clock because you can that's terrible terrible yeah. terrible if you get you, like you the final three minutes it's like yeah then you try to do it as much as you can not
2: a whole game
0: and the other thing about football is like yeah I mean it, it's different because you're you're resetting the downs um you know every every four so if you're if you're methodically just running the ball if all if you run the the, the wing t for example there's you know they can't stop you you're eventually going to hit the end zone or you're going to be forced to punt. Like, an in, in outcome is inevitable. You could put together a 10-minute drive, and people will applaud that. Uh, in basketball, that is, an, is a, it's a shame. It's a shame. Somebody needs to be fined, uh, and then it won't happen anymore. All right, we'll step aside when we return. Super Bowl 57 taking center stage uh, last night. We'll talk all about the game for the rest of the hour next here. X's and Bro's Michigan Sports Network.
3: Imagine this. Winning big at soaring Eagles. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro ZL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
4: There's more to love for less at Pick up mouth-watering certified Angus beef boneless New York strip steak and pair it with farm-fresh peach or raspberry bubbly Moscato. Get 30% off select Valentine's Day candles and set the table with a three-rose arrangement. Don't forget the sweets. Buy one, get one 25% off Valentine's candy. Find everything you need for a tasty, love-filled Valentine's Day with just one stop at Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
5: From planting a simple seed, to managing a global food supply. Growing, processing, and distributing food is the backbone of America. You deal with food safety and labor issues, cost control, and not to mention Mother Nature. But do you have time to explore research development and biotechnical tax credits? Properly administer payroll for temporary employees? Ensure that you're operating at your most profitable? That's where we come in. We're Bean Garter. And while your business is America's food supply, Our business is helping you run your business better. We'll assist with tax credits, assess your processes and controls, and so much more. And while we may not be able to help you plant your crops, we can help you realize a rich financial harvest. From the family farm to worldwide distribution of all the things you grow, grow your business better. Experience, service, expertise, and simplicity at Bean Garter. Find us online, beangarter.com. Bean Garter. 248-951-2176.
1: That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B.
0: Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Galen, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you. For joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well, Super Bowl Fifty Seven in Arizona. Did you? Did either one of you guys feel a little bit left out? Did it not feel like everybody and their grandmother uh, was in Arizona this weekend? My goodness, I mean that is where even Devin Booker was tweeting about. All right, you guys can all leave here. I like it better when it's a little more, uh, a little more quiet. Goodness
1: gracious. Yeah, I mean my buddy lives in Arizona. Actually I have one really good friend that lives in Arizona and another kid I went to high school with. And yeah, the kid I went to high school with, he was bragging about going to the Phoenix Open on Saturday. And that yeah, that made me a little jealous. Because it it was popping out there. It was it was very fun. Looked very fun.
0: It literally was anybody who was anybody was out there it was, it was pretty crazy
1: like the amount i of- i uh, was it colton nost uh, saturday afternoon i think he said the leaderboard is loaded and so is the crowd and i that was that was that was funny
0: yeah that's good that is uh that is that is good they um, you know between the waste management and in the super bowl it was it was the who's who of you know sports and entertainment, and influencers, and, I mean, everybody, everybody. No wonder the hotel rooms were so expensive out there. Jeez Louise. With Super Bowl 57 comes to a close with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs winning 38-35. to 35. The first question I'll ask you is, from an entertainment standpoint, I thought it was a really good game. I thought it was a lot better than last year. That's just me personally. Uh, I thought that it was. I thought it was an overall a great game. It was a high scoring affair. We hit the over, so that was fun there. But yeah, a lot of back and forth in this ball game. I thought it made for a very interesting, very riveting contest.
2: Oh yeah, it was. It was an epic game, just because there was scoring, back and forth scoring, comebacks, and that's what kind of made the that that holding call at the end just kind of put a sour note on all of it. Just a sour note. Not taking away from everything. It's just like I don't know. Just like that. It's like you almost had it. We almost had it.
0: Yeah. Of course, the NFL. Roger Goodell talking about how the officiating's been better than it's ever been. Um, you know, I don't think that you blow the whistle. I think you swallow the whistle, at, unless it's egregious, which I didn't think that that was. And, of course, guys like Big Ron 419 are like, if it's a penalty in the first, it's a penalty in the fourth.
1: But it
2: wasn't a penalty in the first. That was the only issue. Yeah. I
0: believe that was the only pass interference and or defensive holding call in the entire game. Exactly. That is a little suspicious.
2: And that's what's the frustrating part about it. It's like if they were calling this all game and they're like, well, hey, you should have known by now, like, but they weren't. So that's why makes it more frustrating when they, when I saw it, that flag graphic came up, I was like, I was like, this better be like an outright tackle of a wide receiver to be a, a something defense.
0: we didn't see off, off the screen where it's like, Oh my God, what are you yeah. doing to the defense? But that just was not the case.
2: So you left like just a sour note. Cause like, even if Kate Casey, it's like you're in field goal range. If you kick the field goal and Philly just, you know, their last drive stalls out, and that's how the game ends. This is one, one of the better Super Bowls in Super Bowl history. Just yeah, we, because of how the game was. Yeah, we got all our money's worth. Halftime was great. Great concert. Just, it was great all around.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Um... You didn't need to mess with it. You're already getting the outcome you wanted, NFL. The pregame was great, too. Even, like... Babyface was great. Chris Stapleton was great. I, it was very. It was, other than the turf and the one penalty. I don't think anybody can complain.
0: It's really rare, but that was that that was an all timer. And I, you know, i made a comment about this is the best Super Bowl since you know question mark. And somebody's like, since last year with Matthew Stafford, they beat the Bengals. And I'm like, that it was 23 to 20. It was a completely different game. There were a ton of punts. Like this thing was. Possession after possession. I mean, we had we had about everything that we could have asked for in a football game happen in this in this contest. Jalen Hurts with three touchdowns rushing and one more passing. Thirty-eight thirty-five, your final score, Patrick Mahomes, just hundred and eighty-two yards uh through the air, but through three touchdowns. I mean, it was It was epic. I thought he was toast. I mean, when he went over to the sidelines after getting tackled. Did you
1: think that was a little played up? I I think he might have done that. Oh, you thought
5: he was fibbing? I
1: I mean, I I could tell you I sure didn't see any more limp after that. No, it's at, at right all. Before halftime,
0: they at, shot that thing up. That's what I want to know. What did they use on that ankle? Because whatever was, I was I guarantee telling you, that thing's got to be swollen. as
1: all get out. I was today. telling the guys at church. You know, I was at the church party. I was like, back in the day, they made the NFL Blitz standalone game into a an actual video game, and you could it, like it would say, "Juice them up." And it would like warn you, like, yeah, your guys are more susceptible to injury and stuff. But I was like, they juiced him up at halftime.
0: That's what they did. They really did too. I mean, it, it's pretty that that was pretty wild right there. I haven't seen. I mean, he came out no limp at all, and it's like, what is in that man's ankle? What did they put in there? And how do we get some of that? Is it possible, or is that just like, you know, only for? only for Pat Mahomes in the NFL because that man felt no pain. I bet you, I bet you right now when he wakes up today at whatever time he's going to wake up, he's going to be in like a boot. Like that thing is going to be so sore because he took off that scramble at the end. I mean, he looked like a small child running from his parents and no one could catch him. Like he just looked uncomfortable. He looked like he was running like Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean on that last scramble, that's what he looked like. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, why doesn't anybody tackle him? Like, why can nobody catch this guy? He's just like going right down the middle of the field, the ball's hanging out of his of his hand. He's just like like galivanting around like he's been drinking too much rum, and there he goes. And it's like, how did that? How did that happen? How did that happen? Uh, I'm I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, that is, because had he lost that football game, I think we would have seen a drastic change uh, in the narrative. I think that today you would have turned on, you know, screaming A and in the gang, and they would have been very, um, you know, Mahomes now can't get it done, and, and just all of that would have shifted. And I just think that in this type of game, in this sport where you need everything to go right, it is so difficult, so difficult to win. And the Kansas City Chiefs have done a really good job of winning football games and i'm I'm proud of the Philadelphia Eagles as well a team that the Lions should have beat in week one uh that should have been I mean that was a that oh but you see how Jalen hurts beat them right there is uh both of these teams I also think are very are, are set up structurally very similar very similar and I am, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into, you know, what that, what that makeup is of these teams because they are, I think, I don't know if it's a blueprint because I think that there's more, one, more than one way to skin a cat, but I do believe that this is, you know, we watch the future of the NFL really take place. I mean, this is about as good as it can get offensively, and that's why the score was uh, the way that it was, 38-35, hammering hammering the over
1: uh which was uh which was good
0: so oh go ahead
1: no nothing we were just just chatting uh i was thinking what we'll get into it after the break uh i didn't really get to hear the broadcast i want to hear what you thought about like how how it sounded
0: just missing gus johnson that's all we're missing but yeah, we could we could definitely uh, we could talk about uh, that as well. So don't go anywhere, keep it locked in right here. Want to get your thoughts on Super Bowl 57, share them with us. Uh, you could tweet at us at XB Mornings, you could Facebook us X's and Bros, you could leave a comment in our YouTube page, Michigan Sports Network. Uh, you could text us Sports Radio to 21000 or of course call us on the Myers Super Center guest line 248-951-2176. Back with more after this here on the Michigan Sports Network.
4: Get more for your money on tasty family meals with these great deals at Meyer. Right now, Certified Angus Beef Boneless New York Strip Steak is just $9.99 per pound. Pick up Meyer Pasta Sauce for just a dollar. And Meijer Shredded Sliced or Chunk Cheese for $1.88. Don't forget the drinks coca cola 7-Up or Dr. Pepper 2 liters are buy 2, get 2 free. Plus deposit where applicable. Get more for your money and pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop. In-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
3: Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA M-H-S-A-A dot TV. That's MHSAA.tv. Twenty-four-seven, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to mhsaa.com Imagine this: winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to five thousand dollars cash, every Friday in February from seven to eleven p.m. Play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar. With prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
1: You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. I do want to throw this in there because we had a lot of Super Bowl, a lot of Super Bowl today. Uh, but I do feel like we we do need to mention these things. Uh, one has Dan very perturbed, and that is the fact that the Detroit Pistons came all the way back and almost beat the Toronto Raptors. Terry DeBoer over on the west side says the Pistons lost a close one to Toronto yesterday, scoring 41 points in the fourth quarter to fall just one point short. Detroit's projected season any record still hanging in there at 21-61. and 61. Now, they beat the Spurs uh, a couple games or a couple of nights prior, 138 to 131. By the way, did that, uh, did that what?
1: trade become official or, or it was, a, the deadline was 930 last night. Is it official yet? Yeah. Or is it? Okay. Yes. Okay. It,
5: it
0: is, it is a, uh, it is official. Uh, there was a discrepancy with Gary Payton Jr or Gary Payton, the second, did it go like junior or the second,
1: I, the second, the second,
0: he didn't pass his physical. And because he didn't pass his physical, James Wiseman, who was going to Detroit City Bay, who was eventually going to get to Atlanta, and Kevin Knox was going to Portland. Everybody was just kind of waiting to see what was going to happen. Now, the Warriors, who held up the trade after their team doctors raised concerns over Peyton's uh, injured abdomen, pardon me, it's early this morning. Uh, they are going to await an NBA inquiry into the Portland Trailblazers' alleged failure to provide relevant pre uh, agreement medical information. So, it well, not ex- only that,
1: but yeah. they, according to the reports, asked Gary Payton to play injured basically so that this could happen. So that they could try to push it under the, you know, sweep it under the rug and get him out of there, like, well, hey, play injured, and we'll, you know, something might, you know, you might get to get out of here.
0: He is going to miss some significant time, and if there are findings of wrongdoing from the NBA, the Blazers could be, you know, could cost them draft picks, could be fines, could result in re-examining the package of the five second-round picks that the Warriors traded to the Blazers to acquire Payton. So, in in theory, it might be feasible for the Warriors to recoup recoup at least some of those second round picks, if not all. We'll wait and see what the NBA has to say. But if the Portland Trailblazers are guilty here of trying to swindle by hiding an injured player, then they're gonna be they're going to be punished. And it does it's Portland, so they the NBA will absolutely punish them. Uh, for that. So there was a lot of talk whether or not this trade was going to go through if Wiseman was going to be a Piston. We didn't know yesterday as of 1 o'clock and I was talking to somebody who is a I would say he's a diehard Pistons fan like the excitement over every Killian Hayes uh, three point effort uh, going to multiple games a season I sit down at the table and he looks at me and goes what do you make of the Wiseman trade and I looked at him and I said you know what I don't really know and he looked at me and he said you know what I don't really care I'm over it. And I said, really? He said, yeah, I've never been over the Pistons. I am over them this year. And I was like, wow, that, you know, that was kind of stunning to me. That much is for sure. Because, I mean, they came out against San Antonio and had that overtime thriller. And let me just highlight again that Killian Hayes is one of 11 from the floor. Really bad day at the office. Four points, four rebounds, six assists, which none of that matters because the future is here. Uh, Jay Ivey couldn't shoot the ball worth a lick either. He was 20% from the field, 3 of 15, atrocious. But at least he was 11 of 12 from the free throw line, scored 17 points, had 8 rebounds, had 8 assists. Jalen Duran is a dog, 30 points, 17 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 4 blocks. Oh, my God, 13 of 20 from the floor. Exactly what we need. Exactly the very first game in the summer league. I went back to look at the find the tweet because I knew that I was ecstatic because it was the very first play. Here come the Pistons and they lob it up and Jalen Duran jumps out of the gym and dunks it and I was like, this is the guy. That's all I needed to see was one play. I was all in. We haven't had an athlete like this. In God knows how long we got Marvin Bagley, which was great, someone who could do it. Jalen Durin can do it, and he's young and he'll do it for ten years plus. Like I couldn't be happier
1: uh, with that selection. And yeah, say a little prayer for him because he's hurt.
0: I'll say a little prayer for you. Is it severe, though?
1: No, because he came back into the game after he was injured. After be... they called him questionable, he came back into the game, but he did not finish the game.
0: Yeah, he's, he's going to be fine. Everybody take a deep breath. It's all right. Big, big trees fall hard. We all know this. Um, a lot of Pistons fans were upset that, uh, you know, bogey wasn't dealt. He wasn't going to be dealt the Sadiq thing. I thought that the athletics article from James Edwards was very telling. It goes back to a one very specific play in my opinion. And I'm glad somebody put the play out on Twitter because I was trying to think about what team was. but Sadiq is driving to the paint. It turns out it's the Dallas Mavs. He's driving to the paint. He beats his man. Help, help defense comes over. Jalen Duren is wide open on the opposite block. And instead Sadiq tries to take it himself. He goes all the way to the basket and throws the ball off the bottom of the rim. And at that point right there, you're like, I don't know what's going on here, but this guy, like, make the easy pass. What is wrong with you? And bye-bye, Sadiq. And it was like, well, if the trade doesn't go through, is that going to be awkward for Sadiq babe No, you told him this is exactly why we were going to trade you. Uh, in last night's game against the uh, against the Raptors, 41 points in the fourth is uh, is pretty good. Jalen Durd only plays you know, 21 minutes. Probably should be playing more. A little bit of foul trouble there. Bogey continues to shoot it well. Jaden Ivey's a man. And uh, Killian Hayes, uh, one for 10. So a combined two of 21 the last couple games for your boy, Killian Hayes. So just uh, everybody continue to tell me to keep waiting how great he is. He's Tony Parker 2.0. That's fantastic. No, he's not. On the hockey side of things, the other team that plays in Little Caesars Arena, the Red Wings now have a two-game winning streak. How about their 5-2 win over the Canucks? I mean, was that something or what? That was great to watch. Good for them, finally. The first time we'd scored four more goals against Vancouver since like 2014 or something crazy like that, I think the broadcast said. Very, very happy uh, about the uh, and how the Wings scored early, scored often, held off any sort of a comeback. Very, very encouraging game uh, from the Detroit Red Wings. So I was, it's very rare that a minute into a game, the Red Wings score a goal. Usually it's a minute into the game and the other team scores. Uh, but this was a much, much better uh, effort from the Detroit Red Wings against a team with a comparable record. Right, And I, somebody had texted me like, hey, are you working the game? And I said, no, I'm not. And they said, oh, okay, I'm going. And then I was like, I just hope they play well. And uh, his response back was, that was my first game post-COVID, and I will definitely be back. Oh, my God, was that fun. Can you believe how good they looked? And I said, Well, I mean, Vancouver is a comparable team to what the Red Wings are. I mean, that's like, you know, I don't know, Red Wings West. I Red Wings British Columbia, maybe? I don't know. Like that's that's basically how they played. Um, but Berger and Larkin, two goals within three minutes to start the game. That never happens. Uh, that is such a great sign. Now the wings will head west to that very own uh, you know, British Columbia as I as I said, the uh, now we're just going to do Canadian geography here from uh, from here on out. Uh, but they will head west. They'll play uh, tonight, 10 o'clock puck drop against the Canucks. Dan, you don't have to work that, do you?
1: No, I do not. No. I was going to say, dear hell, I, I might maybe stay up for the first first goal scored, which will be in like 45 seconds or something. Then I'll go to bed. And
0: then that'll be it. All right. Well, hopefully we the score. The Canucks right
1: are in- terrible. They They already fired their coach this year, so.
0: please don't try to uh, dismiss the Red Wings 5-2 effort Daniel
1: oh I'm I'm very happy they uh, they need some points I don't know I haven't checked in a few days but before the all-star break their playoff chances were 1.6 percent so yes they need to rack some points up quickly
0: yeah. Uh, there, so there is a, um, you know, good, good for the wingdings. Hopefully they can, hopefully they can carry on and continue to make it, uh, an eventful and exciting last, you know, couple months of the season. That's, that's all I hope. I mean, we're, we're approaching March. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. Not a lot of games left. Make the best of it. Uh, Pistons are going to be off until uh, Wednesday. That is the uh, 15th at seven 30 couple of messages coming in. Uh, there was OPI on Philly in the first quarter. That is uh, offensive pass interference, not defensive pass interference or holding. Uh, there was not a defensive pass interference or holding a call, defensive holding call the entire game. James Bradbury himself said that he held him, so not sure why you guys are saying it should have been a no call. Hey, I, I saw the quote after the game. Good on him for you know accepting responsibility. Best thing you could do, take it on the chin uh be you know hold yourself accountable and and move forward
1: yeah and uh, i think i think even james bradbury wants it to you know kind of be let know like it really doesn't come down to that one play sure it comes down to that one play because it's at the end of the game there are t- there's a hundred and something plays you know defense during the game. defense did
0: get a stop when your defense needed to at any point of the football game exactly
2: like is it, did it change the outcome of the game? No. Did it kind of sour how that game should have ended? Yes. We're not saying it cost anyone anything. Right. Just for the viewers I aspect, think James, yeah. it, was, it was a bummer that that had to happen.
1: And I think James Bradbury also doesn't want that referee to, you know, doesn't have want to, to find. get literally who knows what would happen to that referee. You, you know how the internet works.
0: You know how Philly fans are. They're going to handle that well. Um, I don't know. Did it change the outcome of the game? It was pretty pretty substantial play there. Uh, Jeff goes on to say he said he hoped they didn't see it, but he did. Said he did it. Wow. Uh, but he said he did it. You can't use the time in the game to dictate your call. If that's the call, that's the call, no matter the first or the fourth. Maybe Big Ron is actually Jeff. Maybe Big Ron is a is a an alias for Jeff because that's the same thing Big Ron tweeted to me. Um, in the, in, at the end, no, that's, that's, I, that's not the case. That's why we use human officials and not robots. Um, because there is, uh, there's nuance to the game. You know, you like, unless it's something egregious, you'd swallow your whistle. If you're getting ready to fire up a three, if there's not egregious contact, you're not calling a foul on the shot. Like that's not, not at the fourth quarter. Not when the game is on the line. You don't want to be the ref's doesn't, the ref doesn't want to be the reason and we the fan don't want the refs to be the reason uh that the you know game was decided one way or the other but you know as stated it wasn't the one play that cost the Philadelphia Eagles the game did it change the outcome sure i mean if that it, if it's just an incomplete pass everything's different from then on in what was most important is that you know, Philly really couldn't get off the field. I mean, they forced a couple punts there in the first, but in the second half, you know, the Kansas City touched the ball three times and scored on all of them. You you can't allow that to happen. It's 24-14 to going into half if you're Philadelphia, and here come the Kansas City Chiefs. Touchdown, hold Philly to a field goal. Touchdown, force Philly to punt. Touchdown, give up a touchdown. Tied at 35s. Field goal wins the game. You know, that's it. And, and a lot of times, like, I mean, it's four possessions. That's it. Four possessions in the second half for Kansas City. They had four possessions in the first half, and that is because they also had a defensive touchdown uh, as well on the old, uh, old scooped score, the fumble uh, recovery. I thought that the, the play in which they were trying to get the second. Scoop and score off the incomplete pass. I thought that was blatantly incomplete. I don't know. It seemed like obvious to me. Yeah. Like, Getter's don't... catch seemed like an obvious catch. Uh, I didn't really know what all the hullabaloo was about.
2: Because like before that call as well, I don't think there was really a gripe with the officiating crew. Like, there seemed nothing egregious. Like, the reviews, you don't really pin on the crew. But, like, other than that, it just seemed like they were... They were nameless and faceless officials.
0: That's exactly what you want. Yeah. And
2: then they inserted themselves in a big part of the game.
0: Four total punts combined in the ballgame.
2: The under hit totals at seven and a half. Wow. By the way, Anthony, you win a five and three on our Super Bowl picks. Number one in the clubhouse for the weekend. Felt good. So.
0: I had the wrong winner,
2: though. Yeah, we all did.
0: We all took Philly.
2: We all did. It's that, like, but going into that, I, I didn't care who won the game. I wanted a great game. We got a great game. It just felt like that call at the end just put a sour taste in your mouth at the end of it.
0: Especially after Goodell was up there talking about how how the refs, have, you know, the officiating the has never that been better. Man. And you know how I am. Like, I I'd want to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a tough gig. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not easy at any level. You got so many people running in so many different directions and it could be a little challenging, uh, you know, to say to say the least. When it comes to halftime, you gotta remember, folks, they are targeting, you know, eighteen to fifty-four is the money demographic. Like that's what you're and if you're really looking to, you know, splice it down even more. You know, that's where, you know, they'll get rid of the 18 year olds and it's what? It's uh twenty what is it, twenty-six to fifty-four? Yeah. Twenty-six, fifty-four. That is the target age range for the Super Bowl. That's why you don't see like that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the younger people that are just getting some money in their hands that will go out and spend it, and you're getting the you know, a little bit on the you're skewing, a little bit older, up to 56 years old. You're skewing a little bit older from, a, for a little bit of nostalgia outside of that. Like the Super Bowl halftime probably isn't for you unless it's like, uh, who did it a couple years ago? Was it Aerosmith or who was it? It's been what? a
2: while since Aerosmith. Uh, red, red Rock hot, hot Band, chili
1: dude. peppers was recent Cold play with
2: Beyonce and Bruno Mars.
0: There you go. It's like they're they're working on you know they put together the L.A. one made total sense. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, uh, no complaint there at all. And of course no complaint for me because this is my this is in my wheelhouse. Like I thought Rihanna's selections of, of songs was great.
2: Oh, that's a uh, a plus match. Play up. the hits. Yeah, play the hits. And Rihanna, she only puts out bangers. So, and you got like ten of them in a halftime show.
0: It felt like a really long halftime show. It I did. didn't understand the Marshmallow Men, the uh, the background dancers, but that's fine. You know, it it is what it is. The whole I, like little bunny tail thing that they were doing, like I mean, she, I saw somebody she was grabbing her cheek. I mean, that was a lot. I was like, wow.
1: Somebody tweeted out the video of Dabo running out onto the field and said, "This is Kanye when he hears all of the lights hit." Well, that's the thing too. Like, out of all the songs that
2: she's sang, there's people still on Twitter of like. I can't believe she didn't sing this song, this song, and this song. It's like she played 10 of her hits.
0: I wish her song selection would have been better. I'm like, she could have just went out there and they could have just ran work for 10 minutes and I would have been happy. Um, But that's like, I was trying to explain it to my mom. You know, she was all over about the outfit and the background, the the background dancers. I said, look, this isn't the, you're not the target demographic. Like, don't worry about it. You could, you can, you're, you're going to be with a whole host of other people that are going to, you know, moan and complain about this thing. Turn the station for 15 minutes, if it really bothers you. Or, or take a deep breath, and it's like, hey, here's the Super Bowl halftime show. There it is. And
2: considering what Rihanna's outfit was, it's all very few complaints about. It. It's like that was very toned down, actually.
0: Oh yeah, that's why early on I tweeted out like, is she pregnant?
2: Which I believe she was. I believe Nate Burleson confirmed. Everybody Nate Burleson
0: confirmed it after the fact. Everyone's like, "She's pregnant." I'm like, "Yeah, you're three three hours late. All the news already out. Vogue already came out and said something." We'll step aside. Hour two is next. X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network.